0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. Go to audibletrial.com Rushmore. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. And we have a special guest this week. Uh, could you introduce yourself, special guest?
1: What's going on, everyone? My name is Sa, and I'm with Club Waka.
0: So that leads us to the topic for this week, and that is the Mount Rushmore of adult kickball. Michael, you chose it. Why?
2: Well, this has been like kind of the elephant that's been been in the room on our podcast for the past eighty something episodes. I thought that was sexual tension, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um, both uh, Richard and Jeff uh, and I met. Playing kickball, um, adult kickball through the World Adult Kickball Association, which I guess goes by the name of uh, uh, Club Waka now. And uh, is this like Canadian-style soccer or baseball? It's maybe? very similar. Okay, very cool. similar. And uh, it's been, you know, the thing that kind of brought us together initially. And I thought um, when I was looking at the schedule, it's something that we never really talked about at length. But then with the upcoming uh, Founders Cup games in um, Las Vegas, which is like the big Club Waka championship, I thought it would be great to bring on another expert, uh, the person that runs Founders Cup practically and has been running much of kickball in Los Angeles and and the Southland here in California
3: for they a long him, time. They call him Mr. Kickball.
0: Mr. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Kickball, you probably know how we do things here, and that is uh, we debate the top four of any given topic, and this time around, it's kickball. So uh, you are the visitor, so you are going to start, saw so start off with one of your uh, Mount Rushmore uh, selections for this topic?
1: Mount Rushmore selections for kickball. Oh, there are so many. But why don't we start off with my all time favorite
0: team names? Awesome. Team names. Team names. What is it? Uh, what aspect of team names uh, made you select this?
1: Well, I think for a lot of people, um, the immediate reaction is let's find a way to be creative. And you would think that over the years, it <laughs> would bring. A significant variety in terms of creativity, uh, either with sexual puns with the word "ball" or some reference to pop culture. But um, you'd be surprised at how often people come up with the same tried and tired team name uh, just to think that they are particularly unique or different.
2: Yeah, if you're if if you're the type of person that thinks um, "new kicks on the block" is a brilliant name for a team (laughs) we've we've got we've got to have words (laughs) (laughs) michael i believe there's a spreadsheet about this is there not yeah this is also on my list which is listed is obnoxious team names and um about 10 years ago i mean everything that we've done is about 10 years ago to start uh me and a couple friends started going through all of like the waka kickball leagues and tried to determine just how frequent I believe it was me and you and former guest uh, Scott Jones. Yeah. And former guest uh, Paul Lurie. Yeah.
0: How frequent what?
2: uh, How frequent some names um, appeared in various leagues throughout the country. And we had it broken down by, I think Sam mentioned a couple um, of things, either pop culture or sexual references. But it goes, it extends to kickball related, extends to bad spelling. Um, The worst by far is booze on first. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you got to just make sure that booze is misspelled with a Z yeah. and no E at the end. And that gets gets into four yeah. or five categories.
0: That almost sounds like you're getting into juggalo territory, <laughs> maybe with, with that name. Uh, do you think the your tenure with kickball obviously... A lot of the charm, the do is off the lily, so to speak, with your due to your tenure with the kickball. And then the things you've seen come and go. There are many aspects of the sport. Do you think you would enjoy all these names and think they're clever if it was your first season playing? Or would you think they're dumb then, too?
2: Well, I, I for me, I know that I was blessed on my first team to be on a team called Awesome Helicopter Ninjas. And it was just out there. It had nothing to do with kickball. It yeah. had nothing to do with anything. It was just like a random team name. And it kind of colored the way that I would run teams and think of teams and themes going forward. Right. Um, Saw, you've played on a ton of teams. You must've played on both very uniquely named teams and then also kind of like, you know, a team named whiskey kick or something.
1: Oh, I agree. There is the traditional balls deep. Oh my God. I think that was the one I ran into the most. Yeah. Every (laughs) league in every city had a balls deep or a balls deeper. And Ball busters. Ball busters. That's another one. I was just I was just absolutely sick and tired of it. It's funny sick and tired of it.
2: It's funny, there are names that kind of like cross over from like softball to baseball. And like (sighs) (laughs) um usually it has to do with a bag. A teabagger or or,
0: uh, I I will say the one thing the one thing I always feel is awkward because of the name has balls in it, and then I feel awkward for the ladies on the team like they have to tell their family or their husbands or their kids mommy can't be home tonight she's playing with the balls in your face <laughs> gang I, I i also have to say there's been one name uh one name of a team that i loved and i thought this team was super amazing until i met them and that was, there was a kickball team injunction called the Department of Regional Planning. Oh, I love that name too. Yeah. And then I realized, no, they're really the Department of Regional Planning. They, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was like a great ironic office-ish type name. And then, then you said, I went up to the, the girl who was the captain and said, how did you think of that awesome name? And she pulled out her business card. I'm with the Department of Regional Planning for Los Angeles. Like... Uh, I think I was facilities. on I was
2: on the, the KGBs at the time or we running the KGBs and I remember I was like that's a hell of a good team. That's name. a hell of a good team. And then, then you find out the reality behind it and you're just like, oh man. Yeah,
0: yeah shit. Okay, so we went with names coming out strong. Uh, Richard, you would be second uh, up for your choice. I'm like the second pick in, in the in the draft. Yeah what you're saying. Okay. So my first pick is breakups. Both,
3: oh, okay. oh, that's interesting. Both personal oh, man. personal or team. Mm. So and this kind of gets to the, look, we're, we all, I think, started playing this in probably our mid-20s, I think, probably late-20s for me.
0: I was 45 years
3: old. <laughs> you're still for, 45. You're still 45. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Eternal. <laughs> like a vampire and shit. Um, we were starting to move past kind of the junior high drama bullshit in our lives. Like, we were starting to make serious relationships, maybe, or get real jobs, kind of moving past college except for when you were playing kickball then all of this crap kind of yeah. just came flooding back. And you knew you were in trouble whenever there was like a couple playing on your team and but they'd only been together for like let's say less than a year. Yeah. That was always the potential to completely blow up the team. Mm-hmm. You know, some sort of well, he was dating her but then he he boned her, but she didn't know that he was still dating her and then this happened and it's like fuck. Yeah. I just want to show up kick a ball i <laughs> go play some beer pong. That's, that's all I want to do.
0: Uh, that's funny you should say that, because uh, I remember being upset that the, the lack of sexual interest by any woman towards me whatsoever. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember thinking, <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I'm married. I don't want to be, I, I'm not going to go to the party, but it'd be fun to get an invite. I remember thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that, I have a key, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have a key if you guys need to uh, put it in the bowl. Yeah, or something. yeah. No, thanks.
3: Yeah, no, it was, it was the same thing for me. I mean, I was mm-hmm. with my wife or married the whole time I played kickball. So I I was sort of viewing Removed it from, from afar. It. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like, you met your wife playing kickball, you'd met your previous girlfriend playing kickball. There's that one photo of a championship game in studio where we played. It's like Guy Fox and Valley Girls. And I think there's like six or seven like couples that are married now. Yeah. that were played in that game yeah. only a couple of them were actually like together at the time
0: so you you've been uh, viewing the the cycle the circle of kickball for quite a while I in my experience it seemed like everybody kind of joined at the same time then everybody kind of hooked up then everybody settled down the storming norming and conforming of social circles do uh, you see it all the time right you see these kind of kickball relationships start anew. new yeah I do. what what is the Who suffers when a breakup happens? The
3: captain of the team who has to deal with that shit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Absolutely the captain. Um, And you know what? Everybody else suffers because there's a certain element. uh, There's a a certain sense of community when there are established groups, established teams, established rivalries. um, And when that establishment changes, uh it causes a little bit of chaos and so for example if a team breaks up your team now your own team is is somewhat threatened because now players are being recruited poached um you know the the history of that rivalry may have may have disintegrated and and everything is stress test so to speak right the the anything that's established within the league is stress test because nothing is permanent and um You know, it it makes it difficult as a league organizer because, I mean, I'll tell you this. My very first season running kickball was way back in 2007, and I had a team that had a lovely couple, and it was right before playoffs that the team splintered, and it screwed up my playoff bracket and everything, and and essentially (laughs) what happened was this couple, well, this girl cheated on her boyfriend who was on the team with another guy who was on the same exact team. Oh, and so that whole team split into, like, three different factions, <laughs> and it was absolutely drama. Uh, and it was ugly. While it was entertaining to me, it was quite chaotic because, you know, friends of friends, you know, formed alliances, and people had to decide whose side they were on, and it got really ugly.
0: Yeah.
2: One of one of the, um, as, like, a, a league rep, one of the things you end up becoming is, like, the keeper of everyone's secrets, <laughs> and like by the time the next season rolls around you know what's happened to everyone who's broken up and when they're tr- starting to form teams again you know uh well I can't put these two people on the same team and they're going to someone's going to ultimately come to you and say I we can't play together you have to find me a new team and it it's it's amazing like Richard said that kind of high school drama of it all uh yeah like for but, ex- for it ex- doesn't just ruin relationships but just ruins like like, Runes fun. Yeah. To like, for
3: example, you know, if you'd been on a, a co-captain with somebody for a long time and they came to you two weeks before the season started to let you know they are joining another team. Just throwing that out
2: there, Michael.
0: So, Michael, what's your first choice? Uh,
2: my third choice is um, bunting in kickball. It's very specific to it as, a like, an integral part of the sport. Would this Hold be on. your
0: second choice? This would be my second choice. Okay, okay.
2: okay. Um, usually the phrase that you hear often is I was a kickball star in elementary school. What? (laughs) And a, uh, yeah. Sometimes you make a t-shirt out of it. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, there's someone that always shows up that thinks that they're just the best person at kickball because of something they did 20 years ago. Mm. And, um, then they see people like bunting to get on base and then they're not good at it. And they think, Oh, well, I'm just going to kick this ball super far. And, I think you learn quickly that the game as it is within Waka and within like other, you know, other yeah. kickballs, as other kickball avenues as an adult, it's very different than just kicking the ball. Like yeah. there's some, you know, an increased element of strategy and the game kind of shifts towards that. Mm-hmm. And I guess my big revelation for it was when we were down in 2006 in San Diego, uh, Waka had a, the Leaders' Cup. Which was like a precursor, or was like an offshoot to Founders Cup. And uh, it was the bogus Founders Cup. <laughs> it was, basically. It, was like West Co- <laughs> it was like West Coast Founders Cup, but then still, you know, teams from the East Coast would fly out and kick everyone's butt. Um, literally, kick asphalt came out and kicked everyone's butt. And it was like the championship game, and I remember just being hot and tired and really sick of like kickball. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, you know, this was, we had another 10 years to go before we called it quits, but, uh, like an entire team was just like these two teams, kick asphalt and Gonzo were just like dominating via bunting. And it hadn't quite reached the level on like the West coast. Like it took time to work its way. So, and we had a captain who who is def-
3: definitely anti bunting. Yeah. Just anti corporate. He was anti everything. That's true. He was very punk rock. Scott Jones.
2: And, uh, we were sitting on the sidelines watching the final game and, you know, there was like a chant of we want kickball started and like the wave was going uh, and it was really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Like back in, back in the day. We were really obnoxious. Yeah, We were obnoxious. Good Lord. Yeah,
0: when they switched from kickball to windball, here's <laughs> how you win the sport. That's when it seemed to lose the fun. Yeah. When people
2: yeah. started treating it like a sport, which to some extent it is, I still argue against that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's amazing to see like just this one avenue, which is like the perfect... The perfect encapsulation of what adult kickball is, which is removing the elementary school aspect of it where you just kick and run and have yeah. fun and install the, oh, well, you've really got to try and maybe be athletic. You I think know, You don't really need to be.
3: I think it felt like sort of someone had found a loophole within this rule set. Like, you know, well, catcher can't go in front and no one else can come past this imaginary line. So if you can just kick the ball in this one little spot, you can get on literally every time a
0: cheat code and don't yeah yeah
3: yeah, exactly it felt Mm -hmm. like you you had konami the shit out of ball. you know yeah
0: that's a funny aspect i do recall seeing entire teams of people who'd signed up for the fun of it and then realized the rules of it were making them miserable so but as we as you saw would probably say and we probably say there's all kinds of other things that made it fun too those things were alcohol (laughs) yeah Okay, so uh, we are now to Richards or to Sa's the second choice. Sa, what is your second choice, sir? Flip cup. All right. Yes. Yes. Flip Uh-oh, cup. Oh, that's when
1: it finally came back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was done with that. I, literally, the last time I ever played flip cup was my junior year in college, <laughs> and I had not seen or heard of it again. Yeah. Until kickball. Kickball has a
2: holy crap! <laughs> kickball has a great way of kind of extending the college lifestyle yeah. well into your thirties. Yeah. <laughs> whether it's drinking games or binge drinking, yeah, or, or what have you, getting
3: STDs. So, um, so um, my first season of kickball was in Hollywood, which was their second season, which was the first league on the West Coast.
2: That's a lot of math going on there.
3: <laughs> it's it's too much for me. I have fried too many brain cells playing kickball doing to figure that out, but. Oh, Ryan Walker, who was the sort of West Coast, he was the Saw before Saw, basically, um, kept saying, well, you know, at the bar, we really sh- we really should be playing this game. It's called Flip Cup, and that's what they play on the East Coast, and it'd be great if we kind of matched up and did the same thing. Really? Yeah. And we're like, oh, sure. <laughs> like, we didn't, like, we just wanted to show up and drink. We, yeah. Nobody really wanted to play games. But one time, like, in a mid-season party, we were there to watch, like, I don't know, March Madness or something. Yeah, they're like, well, why don't we go ahead and play? We had sort of knew the rules. Like, well, you fill a cup up and then you flip and then you go on the next thing. Yeah. Well, no one had explained to us that you're supposed to Some do beer. like uh, a beer. couple <laughs> of thimbles full or whatever. <laughs> we we're doing full beers. Um. And
1: after <laughs> oh about
3: five or six rounds of this, it 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 was like that nasty day drinking sort yeah. of like like bad feeling when you walked <laughs> out of the. Walked out of big wings at four in the afternoon and the sunlight hits you and it's like, Oh God,
2: what have we done? So you're you're pretty legendary within the flip cup community within the kickball community. And beer pong. And beer pong. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, you're thinking of him kicking Drew Dorsey's ass at beer pong. Yeah, over and over. Repeatedly. <laughs> um How how do you how do you find its integration within like the kickball world? Like bar games, I guess. In general, but Flip Cup specifically.
1: Well, you know, it's uh, the game does really bring you back to the college day of college days of really not giving a shit about anything else. It's that one brief moment where who you are, where you're from, who you've slept with doesn't matter on the field. Um, once people are at the bar, you have something um, really ridiculous to be. Engulfed of, and um, you know, Flip Cup is just that perfect icebreaker, that perfect um, uh, link that brings everyone together. And it's been shocking to see how well it does in the community. But you know, I've seen bars where they don't play drinking games, and when you go there and you see teams kind of in their own little corners and their own little cliques. Um, but when you go to a bar that has something like Flip Cup, it turns into just pure chaos and. People are linking up, and it doesn't matter what team you're on. I mean, you guys have seen how it looks like at uh, probably the best example was uh, Happy Endings, right? Oh I sure, mean, oh sure, yeah, of course. You would use it to start what would ultimately end up into a massive guaca orgy at the end of the night, and it's just remarkable how that happens. And it's just a it's a simple drinking game, but it really does change the environment at the bar.
0: As soon as um, I leave a sport, <laughs> it turns the into an orgy. Happen. The orgy begins. So
3: I, I was just gonna say real quick, I. I think at some point, I know in our league, in studio, um, I think that it, something s- switched from Flip Cup to Beer Pong. And I, like more people would play Beer Pong than anything else. And I feel like that kind of hurt the camaraderie of the league a little bit. Because Beer Pong is very much, you've got like, you know, max probably four people on a table playing. It's not like this communal group thing where you all, you know, you, drinking, can get, you can
2: get a line of 10 people on either side. It <laughs> doesn't matter what teams you're on. And yet. you're all
3: drinking, sharing the same cups, getting the same mouth herpes, and it's it's, it's fantastic. And you, sort of, you don't get that with with beer pong, I think.
2: I think a big thing... I think the communal aspect of it is what is ultimately important. It's it's the mixing of teams. Uh, we had a couple of people that were just really, really big flip cup players, uh, Tyler Granlin and like Doug Jennings. And... uh they were very like gregarious with it, and very inviting, and always very uh, like they still would kick your ass, but like they wanted to get other people involved in it. And um, if anything that kind of helped push that along, I guess in our neighborhood and our kind of local divisions, it would be like guys like that who really kind of like like the second like like you know kickball ended, but then there was a second half of the night that was like three times as long as a as a kickball game. And it kind of centered around Flip Cup and everything like that. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it seems like Flip Cup was the way to, if you lost on the field, you might win at the bar and a way to reclaim something. Then you might win in the bedroom. (laughs) You might just do that. Uh, Okay, cool. So, Richard, what's your second?
3: All right, my second choice is making best friends. No, I'm kidding. Mm. Making enemies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? No, no. I like that Richard
2: started out with like breakups and then making enemies. No. Well, I'm, oh, I'm,
0: there's I, a theme here.
2: No, no, no. I, I I'm actually the circle of kickball. I'm actually
3: am gonna include both making making great friends and also making enemies. So okay. Obviously, I look. I, well, most of us didn't join. I don't think because we're look looking for this like athletic outlet. Right. We yeah. were like we probably joined like like I joined because. A lot of my friends from college, I said I was probably like 27. A lot of my friends from college had kind of moved away. We kind of drifted apart. It's like I would need to do something to kind of meet more people. And I saw an ad, or a, a story about it in the LA Times.
0: I saw one of those kickball uh, kickball billboards. <laughs> <I saw>. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a guy with a newspaper
3: going extra extra read all about it kickball championships coming today
0: sweeping the needle. looking for good men in the f- kickball army.
3: And I just showed up to a pick I showed up to a uh, pickup game and just kind of got hooked from there. But I think uh, we may, mainly we join because we we're at a point in our lives, for whatever reason, we we're looking to expand our circle. Yeah. That community that you talked about, I think, Michael. Mm-hmm. And fuck, look, I, I mean, look at the, look at the friends I made through kickball, like you guys. I mean, most of my friends at this point in life, uh, that sounds sad, are the friends I made in kickball. You know, you, I, you make friends in a, what is, whatever it is about the sport and kind of then going out afterward. And then, like on the weekends, you know, you go to a party that somebody's got, got at their house or whatever's going on. I think it means that you are at that particular point in life where you are apt to be able to make these really close connections. Yeah. And maybe that's why people were hooking up. And maybe that's why some of these hookups turned into, mm-hmm. you know, kind of longer term things. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what's the enemy's aspect?
3: Well, the enemies, I think it's, it's <laughs> you're really focused on this. I don't know. It's great. Whatever. Shut up, Richard. What's the enemy's <laughs> thing? No, it's I, I think the enemies thing it's it's parallel to that, right? It's like it's something you're really passionate about. And so when you're passionate about it and you've got these connections, look, I don't have enemies anymore. Like I don't have anyone I hate, dislike. Yeah. I just you know, I have people in my life and most of them are fine. Maybe there's a couple of people like at work kind of annoying me, but yeah. they're not enemies. I had enemies in kickball. <laughs> yeah. Like there were people in kickball that I hated yeah. that I wanted to see bad things happen
0: to. Yeah. Was that due to the tendency of a team to kind of take on a group character, and then one team to oppose you. You kind of you. Yeah, yeah to it's some like propa- wartime propaganda. We paint the enemy as this monster. Is that what it was? I think there were individuals.
3: Some... Both. I think there were some teams that like, this like Michael said. Our team, our first team, the ninjas, were very anti everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so any team that we thought of that were. I no, no, just we, we invented a lot of windmills to kind of tilt out, you know? Yeah. But then there were also some people, it, it, anyone who took it way too seriously, who came in with the attitude of like the guy who is the kickball hero in, in fifth grade, I think we naturally wanted to try and knock down a peg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we invented our own enemies. Yeah. To be fair. I mean, to be fair, there are some people who deserved it. I won't name names, but there are some people who definitely uh-huh. deserved it.
0: You know, there's nothing wacky anymore about softball. And I felt like there were people who came from softball to kickball with that competitive mentality. Kickball has enough of a ridiculousness to it, and it was a game that you played on the playground as a child. It was your first team sport. That I think it, it made one hope that it was just fun and silly, and look, we're having a good time here. But then there were people who brought it, came in and treated it like softball. That was They were overly competitive and and didn't have the kind of Sense nose for irony that you brought to it. It's the guy who's yelling at the refs. It's yeah. that guy. Yeah,
3: and Michael and I ref. I know you ref some too, Jeff. But oh yeah, yeah. And it was miserable.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking yeah. miserable.
3: So it's that guy. Don't you know the guy who just a girl who takes it way too seriously.
0: It's that time. It's halfway through. It's when we ask you to download, rate, and review our podcast. But before we do, we're going to ask you to do something else. We're going to ask you to go check out Audible. Why? Because they're offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give somebody, that somebody's you, the opportunity to check out their service. Hey, if you've liked this podcast about kickball, and you probably do because you're halfway through it and you haven't stopped, you might enjoy Horrible Harry and the Kickball Wedding by Susie Klein and Johnny Heller. That's the only Audible kickball book I could find. But you'll probably find something else because they've got 180,000 other titles on Audible. They've got it all. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com Rushmore. Again, that's audibletrial.com Rushmore for your free audiobook. We're back, Michael. Uh, this is your third choice.
2: What is that? Well, I'm glad that Richard brought up the uh, don't be that guy guy because my third choice is the don't be that guy guy, which... Every kickball league has it. The one that...
0: Wait, was this an episode of Friends? <laughs> was this the one,
2: Seinfeld? The one with that guy, guy? <laughs> was this Seinfeld? Uh, he's the guy that does take things too seriously. He's the guy that the Onion article is written about, mm-hmm. where it's you, you just know who he is, yeah. who has way too many spreadsheets, <laughs> which is a lot like me. However, I don't know if I ever became that guy on the field. I don't.
0: Remember, you were that guy in the bedroom last night.
2: <laughs>
3: I remember a couple of times. I remember throwing a clipboard one time.
2: Oh, yeah. A, that's as mad, as I, ever, that's about as, mad as I ever dr- saw as get. He was drunk get. when
3: he was umping, and uh, he deserved it. Michael but. also kicked an ump out of a game once for being too drunk. So, <laughs> that.
2: Hey, well, I, I can give and I can take. Yep. Uh, I think that there is...
0: Describe that guy. What does that guy do?
2: He is a person that... Uh, Usually he, by the way, we're saying he, I guess it could be... No, she, no, no, no. But it's, it's, gen- it's no, genderless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they argue every call, yet they, they've never attended like a rules clinic. Mm-hmm. They uh, uh, have no problem yelling at the umpire, yeah. yet if they're in the same position are just as likely to be looking at their phone while they're umping as well. Yeah. There's like, It's a real
0: dichotomy
2: of being willing to ignore... Their
0: own. Sounds like toxic masculinity. It sounds like our oh president, God, the president it. of the United States. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, you know, our, our very last game that we ever played, uh, we had a couple of really close friends take us to the limits on bad sportsmanship.
3: Well, the one that we umped specifically. Yeah. Actually, after our retirement game, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, we stuck around to ump. It was a playoff game. We stuck around to ump the next game. And yeah, you know, people that we've known for, 10
2: years. Yeah. We're, get, we're just pushing us to the break point. People that have been invited to some people's weddings. And wow. just, it was just like, it, it was the perfect like, it was the perfect like cap mm-hmm. on uh, like our career or whatever. Just be like, oh yeah, this is going to be here to the final out, to the final moment that <laughs> I'm on the field. There's <laughs> always going to be like a couple of guys that will just take things too far and yeah. not be able to see the forest for the trees and still treat me like like garbage, even though it's like, man, we were just in the pool yeah. like two weekends yeah. ago at yeah. our friend's house. What? Are, what's going on here? Yeah,
0: there? and umping a game is this voluntary thing that everyone, it's almost like jury duty. It's really part of the, part of the democracy <laughs> of the process that you really should do every once in a while. But they treat you like you're scum of the earth.
2: The trouble is too, yeah. And I mean, some must know a ton about this. It's so difficult to... Uh, to be the ultimate bad guy in these situations. So you, cause you're, cause you're friends with all of these people. Yeah. Like at least your acquaintances, you've probably played flip cup with them or against them, or or maybe they've been on your team in a different league. Yeah. And you kind of have to wear it a little bit. And at the same time, you just can't believe it. And I know it's like a challenge that we deal with in like super competitive leagues and teams. And I'm sure like on founder's cup this weekend, Uh, like, you'll see a ton of that guy around.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, we have, I mean, that's why, like, the circuit tournament has implemented yellow and red cards. I mean, to think that you need to implement a a card system like that of World Cup soccer into a game like kickball, um, that that tells you how extreme it can be, and it does bring out, you know, there are moments where this game brings out the scum of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) I played on and that it's, team, uh,
3: too, I think,
1: <laughs> by the way. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's it's true. And um, you just see some stuff that is absolutely like, you have to see it to believe it. Like, if someone tells me this guy acted like this over kickball, I wouldn't believe it. And then you see it happen right before your eyes. These people arguing as it's life and death um, that they're going to lose sleep over this call. It's it's quite remarkable.
0: You know, that's funny. I. I, I have been in social situations in which the win or loss was amplified by the fact that there were relationships around, there were romantic relationships. Maybe this, this person who's arguing might think that their status as the, the captain, their opportunity to uh, have access to willing females <laughs> might be impacted somehow by this call. There's so many things that, they, that that elevates this into a Lord of the Flies moment for this idiot who's turning kickball into a live or die moment that uh, they, those are kind of what makes kickball so fun. The fact that it, it becomes your world for a while. Um,
2: I, I do like it when like someone is so overly aggressive and they're yelling at a guy in a cape. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what world are we yeah, in right now? Yeah.
0: I remember you talked me off a ledge once I was third base ump. And there was a guy who was, i maybe it was his first time pitching he stepped over the line like eight times in a row, and I kept calling him on it. He would yell at me, yell at so much. It's, and okay, then st- it's okay, Jeff. I started We're yelling back you. at him. We're here for you, uh, Jeff. I'm petting my service animal right now. No, that's my penis. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. We have now gone to Sa. All right.
1: Uh, good nights, dressing up. Oh, fun. Oh, right. Again, another thing like Flip Cup, I thought I would never see again except during Halloween, except in kickball, every season there's a quote-unquote night to dress up in character and costume of whatever theme that the league rep uh, would choose. And um, some leagues it was literally almost every other week.
2: In England, they call them fancy dress games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but they, run, they run to third base, then second <laughs> <laughs> base, then first base. <laughs> What what aspect, you, what I love about Halloween is it kind of unleashes the inner freak for a lot of people. And do these theme nights do the same thing?
1: Right. You have the inner freak and then you have um, some characters that like to think, um, you know, like Halloween is a chance to be as, quote unquote, sexy or slutty as possible. There were people that took advantage of this as well. And I think part of, uh, you know, part of what made it kind of interesting was the fact that league reps, like with team names, you just couldn't do the same theme nights at first it was simple like hey next week is pirate night and uh the and then maybe there's a theme night that capitalizes on an upcoming holiday like saint patrick's day right everybody wears green but
2: nerd night was very popular too
1: that was every every, that was every night michael (laughs) 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 but then you got creative like rubik's cube night where people had to swap clothes and, and wear the same color or abc night which was which stood for anything but clothes Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, consensual it, it was sex remarkable. night. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, it's fun. Yeah. That, that, you know,
1: and these are grown adults, um, that are out playing a kid sport, going to play some drinking games and wearing the most ridiculous outfits you could possibly
3: imagine. <laughs> one of my, uh, one, one of my teams in Hollywood, early teams that Scott was on, um, we had a, th- it, was, it was Halloween night and someone showed up in a cape and Scott kept telling him, take your cape off, Jorge, take your cape off. Wouldn't listen. <laughs> Went out for a fly ball, got horribly tangled in his cape, <laughs> and like an easy fly ball, ball went to a home run. So that became like I know our like, just don't show up in capes. Yeah, which is why so like when the Incredibles came out and the Edna and the no <laughs> mold no, no capes thing. I was like, well, there you go. I do no like capes.
2: I do like that Waka has um like made an industry of it in like Las Vegas itself. Like they recognize that. There are enough people that like to dress up and play kickball at the same... Like, I'm one of them. I had an entire team, many teams, that have had, oh, yeah. like, season-long, like, basically costume parties, whether it was, like, the Hobo Olympians, mm-hmm. where we're That's ha- the best. half hobos, oh, half the best. Uh, Olympians, I guess. Right. I guess It's probably... Hobo Olympians is probably on my Mount Rushmore of teams that I've been on, probably along with the Awesome Helicopter Ninjas and Utica Kickerbockers and... A kickball team, maybe? I guess, yeah, a kickball team. Yeah, the- but but like that Waka has like enough sense to like say, okay, there are enough people that take this serious, but then there is equally amount of people that just like want to dress up like clowns and play kickball or take off all their clothes and play kickball. Yeah. Like is impressive for them to just like capitalize on and mm-hmm. it, it's it must be in in itself it's an extra challenge to get people who are like they're just to drink and they're just to bake in the sun and then they're just to uh, I guess look like Fred Flintstone. I
3: would, I, w- I would, like to say I, I was above that, but then again, the l- first half of my last season, I dressed up like Adam Ant from like yeah. a, <laughs> a, a Ant Music era with like the 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 you know the, the hat that looked like a Judge Reinhold from a Fast Times at Ridgemont sure, High. Yeah. And the, I think it's the, a pirate hat. Yeah, I don't want to be a pirate, so I really can't say anything.
0: So saw one thing that seems to be a theme that's emerging for you is you're the guy that seems to supervise you're the ringmaster who never really gets to have the fun it seems or this stuff has all this stuff stopped being fun for you
1: um you know what it's
0: uh it's just stopped being it took new took a while
1: to kind of <laughs> no no certainly it's not it's always new there's always some idiot or something that happens that you go wow i thought i saw everything and then i didn't yeah um but you know what? To be able to manage this in, in a way that keeps me sane, I have to kind of manage from a distance and not immerse myself into the the drama, so to speak. Right? Ah, okay. Um, when you get caught up in a drama where your name is amongst the names of, of people who are suspecting you sleeping with so-and-so or doing this, it, then, it be, then the job becomes really difficult. Ah, so, okay. I see. So you have to kind of, um, you know, it's kind of like, being at a party, but not being at the center of the party, being the guy that's kind of just washing and yeah. and keeping an eye on everything. Yeah, um, that's the only way you can survive, mm-hmm.
0: man. Yeah, I, otherwise I, it's crazy. I, I do think it's kind of ironic sometimes that people who, hey, I like alcohol a lot. I love to drink. I'll think I will open a bar. Next thing you know, you've got to tap the kegs and all, <laughs> clean off the, the the bar. You know, you just you just be, be, you're peripheral to the to the action sometimes. So, okay. Uh, then it's Sa. So now it's Richard. All
3: right. So my third one is your first good kick. Aw. Aw. Sounds like a St. Pauli <laughs> girl ad. You'll never forget. <laughs> or sounds like a Garrison Keeler. Little Billy had his first good kick.
0: It's been a quiet week. Playing kickball.
3: Um, I uh, showed up to a kickball uh, pickup game in Hollywood, and I had never seen, didn't know anything about like the rules other than why I played in elementary school or whatever. And I got my line, you know, hey, you're first, second, third, fourth, whatever. And I got up, and I was, I didn't play soccer, but I kind of play pickup soccer and stuff. And I was good at kicking things. I felt pretty confident in my ability to kick things. <laughs> and I just got up, and someone rolled a little slow, like, boop, 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 And they're just, you know, just kind of, okay, there's n- literally nobody in center field within, like, 50 feet of this giant gap. Why don't I kick it in that giant gap? Just kind of put it there, doop, doop, got a double, did the same thing the next time. Pitched an inning and I, we've discussed my uh, bowling exploits, I think, on the show before. So I could kind of underhand with some speed. And man, did I feel like a fucking champ. Like it was a good feeling just to be able to, like, do something athletic on the field. I'm, I'm not, not athletic, but I'm not a jock.
2: That's for sure.
3: Yeah. <laughs> left myself open for that one. But there's like a very specific skill set that allows you to be good at kickball. Like, maybe not great. I mean, you seemed to be fast and was never super fast. But I had enough of the skill set that I could be good. It's a very specific, narrow sort of thing. Because there are people who I, I had on teams that played, like, minor league baseball who sucked at kickball, you know? And it was just like, wait a second. Why, why can't you make this translate?
2: Mm. Uh, there was always, like, yeah, an overly athletic person who uh, – you know, after you were playing for a few years, you could tell we're just like was just like fodder for people who have played for a while. You're like, okay, I know that they're just going to try to kick the ball as hard as they can, and yeah. they're going to pop up. They they could probably kick the ball like a country mile, but at the same time, they, that can be caught. Yeah, and they don't really do anything else other than like whale on the ball. So mm-hmm. ha- being able to be kind of facile in uh, what you can do was always kind of important. I, my first the first pickup game I came to, I responded to a live journal post that Richard actually posted. Uh. I still have like the flyer from your, from that you also put up as well. Don Rickles. The the Don Rickles. I have that on my fridge still. But I remember going to my first like pickup game and it was the same thing. It was like, it wasn't competitive and they rolled the ball in and I kicked and I slid into second base even though I don't know how to slide. You had some sort
3: of crazy attempt to dive to catch a ball. I remember Yeah, I tore up my knees and
2: I I, I felt great. Like, like, I knew, like I met you, and I met Scott, and then th- this was over in Hollywood, and I lived in the Valley, or still live in the Valley, and just, I remember I was helping clean up afterwards, talking to you guys, and Scott mentioned that he was starting a new league over in North Hollywood, and I was like, oh my God, that's my backyard, and the name of the team was the Awesome Helicopter Ninjas, and it was just like, the, everything is falling into place. All of, like like, the Venn diagram <laughs> of my life is just like, okay, this is less than 10 minutes away, and this is something that I feel like I'm... I can do and it's ninja related and i was like um right. yeah a hundred percent
3: what i remember from your first pickup game was uh, walking like talk to you like like you said and i walked away i think i told scott i was like yeah he'd fit in with our team i think he seems really enthusiastic maybe a little too 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 enthusiastic but really enthusiastic <laughs> about it so then you joined the team and then we're intimidated and scared of me for the first most thought of that I hated everybody for the first season I'm still waiting
2: for that feeling to go away. <laughs> yeah, I, so what was your what was your first game to you too Jeff what was yours after after uh, after saw
1: um, my first game wow I mean I just remember my very first time playing kickball was because I was chasing after this girl <laughs> who um, wow. I wanted to hook up with and everything and she had invited me because I was playing uh, men's softball at the time. I also, was playing in a flag football league. When I finally played that first night, I decided that there were about five other women I would have rather hook up with. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs>
1: so that was probably the end of my uh, attempted relationship with her because I kind of said, "Whoa, real, All these—this is fun, and all these girls are definitely here to meet other boys." And. We're going to the bar afterwards, and it was a whole new life for me. And
0: uh that's a funny aspect because I had the same story, but it wasn't with girls; it was with friends. Like I remember our team. I love the people on the team, but they were playing uh, too seriously, and they were kind of heckling other teams in a not very funny way. And I remember thinking, these ninja guys—they seem to be having a good time in a kind of an the ironic, in a, an ironic, goofy kind of way. And <laughs> right. And there was some pregnant cheerleaders and there's some other things that maybe they aren't the best themes, but these people seem like they're having a good time with it. And I remember thinking, my team, they love each other and they're not here to meet anybody new. They're not here to go out and, and uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just remember it thinking. It felt
3: very, in, your team was sort of
0: insular. Yeah, they, they and it's cool. They wanted to play together. And that's that's cool. But they were
3: there were a team that was named after somebody on the team, which, by yeah. the way, to go back to team names, is a, just a sign of the, your team is probably <laughs> douchebags.
0: Well, yeah. We also had a cheer, and we had to say the damn cheer all the time. And, you know, it was probably what a bunch of actors would do when they're intimidated by athletics. So I can, I can understand that. Yes, and? Yes, and, yeah. <laughs> we are now up to Michael. Michael. This is your last? Yeah, my last one. Uh, if you're moving to another city... Go join kickball. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Richard brought this up earlier that talked about, you know, uh, you suddenly are introduced to a, you know, a friend group and a circle of like minded people that is now 100 to 300 people strong. You especially if like, you know, like me and like all of us who've played before, like, yeah, I stopped playing. But if we ever moved, 100 percent, I would be the 42 year old guy that would go join a kickball team to just meet new people and just know that like there's something that drew all of these people here in the first place. And there's, I have, you know, similar kind of DNA with all of these people, or I just start a league. I, it would be one of those things like if, if it didn't exist, I would start it because I know what it's done for me in terms of like Richard said, like I met my wife basically through kickball and all of my friends, like Jeff's here in the room and he married me and my wife and i met him through kickball and no. kinda, one of my best kinda friends kinky. that's kind of kinky <laughs> he married super kinky. What? super kinky but like it's it's amazing that you know the number of friendships and connections and even like business connections and things that you can make and moving to a new town and a new city is scary and rough whether it's moving to LA that's gigantic or i'm sure reducing to a smaller town where in order to meet someone you'd have to know where it is that's a good place to drink or like, how do you do it when you're in your, you know, you leave high school and you go to college and you're thrust into this mix of anywhere from, you know, 10,000 to 30,000 people or whatever it is. And then you're still trying to navigate. And then all of a sudden after four or five years, that's done. And you're thrust into this world where, Oh, the only people I know are the people I work with. And, God, Becky from accounting. I don't like her. <laughs> so like, nobody likes Becky. Basic Becky, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Becky, but like, kickball is this thing where it has enough stuff that is like, oh yeah, these people would just want to go out and run around for an hour or two a night, and then mm-hmm. and they want to go drinking, mm-hmm. and you know that there is like this this camaraderie with being on a team. Yeah. Like for me, before kickball, I'd never played any sports. Like I played tennis growing up, and I dabbled in different things, but I never played any team sports. Rolfball? Mm-hmm. Was you playing a Rolfball? <laughs> Insight check. <laughs> and uh, it was amazing to be like, oh, uh, suddenly I have to learn sportsmanship and how to be a teammate. Yeah. And uh, I would 100% do it 10 times out of 10 if I moved.
0: Yeah. To- totally agree. It was the same experience for me. I felt uh, instantly I had about 150 new friends and it was uh, it was pretty cool. And I would say... You could also volunteer at your local homeless shelter, but there's no beer there, right? Come on.
3: <laughs> when you try to get a flip cup game going at your local homeless <laughs> yeah, shelter, it just a, falls apart pretty just quickly. It doesn't work out as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, Jeff is one to talk. You are the busiest, but also the kindest person that Me? I know. No, yeah, you, no, sir. You, <laughs> <laughs> like, whether you're volunteering for uh, Children of the Night uh, or you're involved in... Um, like, you're constantly bettering yourself, and you're better than...
3: Or an accordion club. Or an accordion club. <laughs> like, I have
0: my sins, clearly. <laughs> well, uh, Sa, I think it's your turn to give your last choice, and then Richard's last, and then we'll be done with this. Sure us.
1: thing. Um, well, this one is... Uh, I save the best for last, and because this belongs to a very unique group of people, uh, and of, of which... Mr. Winfield is definitely on the Mount Rushmore, but this goes out to the people who are crazy enough to actually work this job, to run kickball leagues, to organize team nights, to deal with the teams, to set all this up. And, um, you know, we talk about how crazy our players are, but I think the craziest of them all are people like us and the fact that we take time and effort to put it together. Because honestly... It wouldn't happen without us, you know, and uh, it wouldn't happen without the leadership, the creativity, and, and, and the sacrifice and time to put it together. So, um, you know, my hat's off to everyone who's done this. And of course, Mr. Winfield, who, if you ask all the players who still play in LA today, will definitely put him on the top of their Mount Rushmore list for being such a not only just a facilitator of the game, but uh, a facilitator for their, their social life. And that's what Michael's done. And, uh, it, it, it's been a remarkable journey, and I thank him and, and others like him for it. It's it's been amazing.
2: I I think a lot of it starts well. Thank you. I think a lot of it starts being very selfish, and kind of turns into like self sacrificing. Like you start you start organizing because you think you can do it better. You think you can help a community of people that all of a sudden, like you've, we've been saying, like 150 friends are like. Oh my god, this isn't as, as good as it can as it can be. You see all the problems. I mean, I think both me and Richard and our friend Scott and a number of others kind of started out as like these kickball anarchists and then you realize <laughs> you kind of realize that you're just like t- tilting at windmills until you're in the system and then you're like, "Oh, I can just I can make the schedule and then the schedule will be fine." Like yeah. I don't I don't have to complain about uh, umpiring assignments and I don't have to complain about like a schedule that's unbalanced. It's just like I can go in and just like I can go fix that and then that's fixed. Although you know some things never get fixed. You're just tinkering on it for 10 years.
3: I was always ha- that. I was always happy to not be in the system. Yeah. Like I never worked <laughs> I never worked for Waka although I was a president years ago when they still had league presidents but I was always more happy to be like I think Michael used to used to say that as like your consigliere.
2: Yeah, you're always my Tom Hagen, right? <laughs> like, not a wartime consigliere. <laughs> not a wartime.
3: <laughs> but I was always happy to be the one. Like Michael would come to and say, "Hey, I got an issue with this. What do you, you know, what what do you think is a good idea?" And I could bounce, you know, we'd bounce ideas yeah. off each other and usually figure something out, you know. And it was that was nice because I could kind of give my input and feel like I was contributing, but I didn't have to be the person anyone yelled at when something mm-hmm. went wrong. Yeah, I was sucker. A, I always got yelled at.
1: For Michael, it was a drug. Right. I mean, it was one league, then it became two leagues and it became three leagues at one point. Remember?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Star and
1: Valley. Holy shit, man.
2: Hashtag safe, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) star. I think you definitely gain a lot of perspective once you're done with it, too. Like. uh, I make the I make this joke to like a circle of friends where it's like, can you imagine what it's like to be like Barack Obama and just seeing Donald Trump go in and just. (laughs) Shit on everything. <laughs> just take apart everything that you yeah. like you'd b- built up for ten years. And then you're just like, oh, you guys aren't. Yeah, you're not doing that thing he, anymore. He, he does the thing that worked perfectly. Yeah. It's just
0: this guy doesn't even know the states or the, certainly not their capitals. And you de- yeah. You,
2: yeah, you definitely have to learn to step back and then delete the three pages of like response to like a Facebook group thread. Yeah, that you're just like, no one cares. <laughs> you're retired. You're re- you're you're done you you've put in you've put in your time and there are people that are paid to do this, and there are people that are um, actively the the players that are in the Facebook group know who they are now rather than the fifteen people who are just hangers on right
0: uh, here's here's a kind of funny thing. I remember so being new to kickball and finding everybody there so fun and interesting but having I wasn't very good athletically my team didn't really mix and mingle. So when I volunteered to become the um to do the newsletter yeah. I decided I was going to do a web page with videos and all that kind of stuff so I remember trying to buy use use my newsletter web page as social currency so that now I could be ingratiated to all these different people and meet all these different people I I spent 2 days out of my week making this fucking newsletter oh, <laughs> I like, spent yeah, all no. this time we
3: we, we all did and I was thinking about this like I think the fact that I like to be the behind-the-scenes anonymity guy, yeah, is probably why Doctor Nick. Oh sure. Came oh in. yeah. By the way, PS guys, I was Doctor Nick. Oh
0: my god. Um,
3: so for the uninitiated, um, many many years ago in Hollywood, I'd started doing when I was doing the newsletter, um, I started doing a weekly pick section, and I decided to create a character called Doctor Nick Cash, and he was just basically, he was based on all of the. Like football touts that you yeah. see running ads on like Sunday morning. Call me now. I got my five star NFC pick of the week and all that kind of crap where it's just you know, it's was that a uh, Al Pacino movie, one for the One for the Money, I think. Oh, I
0: don't know.
3: I think that was based basically on that uh-huh. world. And it started off for like a season or so of like just straightforward, he's making picks, here's a spread. Yeah. And then I think I just I was bored or drunk or God knows what. I did one that was it just started to get a little bit like I I had a lot like had some bad picks a few weeks in a row. And it just started to get sideways. Yeah. And somehow it devolved in the course of a couple of seasons to this Dr. Nick character who was a.
2: Eventually, three people started writing it yeah. you and me and another. And, 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 and Paul. Paul. And it was, uh he, you know, we developed a whole backstory. His name became Dr. Nick Casciavetti. And it was just like, it, it just got. He was a, a mean drunk. Yeah. And he hated kickball. Yeah. And somehow he's always forced to come back and have to make kickball picks and it was so i think i think we stopped it when people started asking to be kind of shit upon it was like okay we've taken it too
3: <laughs> far but there's that, like i think it's that same
2: thing that it's like we all put all these hours into it right like and the I'm- volunteerism amongst like a kickball board is impressive like right. whether it was doing the newsletter like jeff said or whether it was like organizing a charity event or doing like setting up bar games like i know that bar games and like that sort of social aspect is taken off, and that's all practically all run volunteer, by right, volunteer yeah. people. Um, one of the, uh, just a quick shout out to Jeff. I knew Jeff was a quality person when um, I shot a video, just like an interview video with me and. Hall. Was this the superpowers one? Yeah. And and we shook hands at the end and we pretended to be electrocuted. And then I, I said to Jeff, I was like, Jeff, can you animate it so there's like electricity? And it was like, you know, a day and a half later that you yeah. came back and like you obviously had spent all night working on like <laughs> these digital After Effects. It, After was like, effects yeah. it was like, wow, you went <laughs> way too far for something that lasts a minute and 45 seconds.
0: <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was so fun. I loved lending, helping lend the irony to it. So uh, Richard, wrap it up. All right, my last one: kickball injuries. Ooh, something that I know. Um, I saw that website. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just can't look away. I'm like are you looking? Are you look away. Are Ugh. you eighteen or over? It's like yes. <laughs>
3: um, I guess I got relatively lucky for as long as I played, and the fact that, again, as I mentioned, maybe not the most athletic. I think what I made up for was just sheer stupidity and throwing myself around the uh, field, especially on defense. Um, what I do, I. Uh, broke a rib, couple of ribs one time trying to dive into a base, and then I broke a couple of ribs later on trying to do a Ric Flair flop at the bar, yeah. and yeah. falling down the wrong way. So I don't know if that counts or not. Yeah, um, sc- scrape my knees up more times than I care to. I mean, my my knees are made out of like paper mache at this point, like <laughs> like pa- 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 tissue paper. Ooh, oh dear. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, and, and that's the thing. I, when you hurt yourself playing kickball, and the next day you've got like this, like weeping like wound that keeps like bleeding through your yeah. pants leg and the bandages. People go, "Oh my god, what happened to you?" Yeah, I hurt myself playing soccer.
0: Soccer. I was playing soccer yeah. last
3: night. It's like you can't tell you there's this block of saying, "Oh yeah, I was playing adult kickball." Yeah. And I I dove for a ball and then I, you know, ripped all the skin off of my mm-hmm. knee or something.
2: Have you had any major injury saw?
1: Uh, I myself, no. I've seen plenty of crazy injuries, but uh, I've been fortunate enough not to uh, overexert myself in the field and embarrass myself at work by saying I got hurt playing kickball.
2: Michael broke his but, ankle. I, I broke my <laughs> ankle. Yeah, sliding into third. Which, which,
3: which then people on our team started running over to help him, and our captain, Scott, said, you know, just get away. You, you're, not, you're not doctors. That's go funny. <laughs> Perfect Scott thing. Oh, yeah, and I had a heart attack. Oh, that's the other oh, thing that happened when I was playing You buried back. the lead, sir. <laughs> sort of burying the lead a little bit. And then went out and finished the finished the rest of the game and then went to the bar afterward. Oh, God. Hardcore. Jeez. I think I got my... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah, hardcore here. <laughs> like the Peter O'Toole or uh, Strong Drinker. You know, speaking of the bar, I think that's where my most... The, the times I ch- I kind of injured myself most was probably at the bar. Kickball was the thing that made me acknowledge that me and alcohol maybe we need to take a break and then after we separated me and alcohol realized oh this was never good to begin with right <laughs> did, did you and alcohol
3: have any kids together we
0: i don't know not that i know possible of. i do know that alcohol was seeing other dudes while I was with alcohol. Yeah, alcohol sure. was yeah, with yeah. a lot of different guys. Alcohol's a whore. Also, you Let's whore.
1: You know, I always told uh, new players when they asked about kickball, like the dangers and risks, I always said you are more likely to get an STD playing kickball than you are to get injured yeah, playing the
0: game. Yeah, that's I still very true. I think that's true. That's <laughs> very true. Well, uh... You know, the risks of uh, being on Mount Rushmore is that you will participate and the judge might determine that you didn't do very well against our seasoned competitors here. No, the umpire. The, sorry, the umpire. Oh, no, That's no right. I'm sorry, the ref. The ref. The ref. Walk, it's a ref. Hey, Blue, what's, what's the up? score? Well, it's uh, the bottom of the fifth inning, right? That's the end of a kickball six. game, right? Six. So is it six now? Or okay. was it always? Okay. It's the bottom of the <laughs> sixth inning um the the uh, last player has gone up to kick the ball and so now i as the umpire have to determine who's the winner um but never fear sa because you're the guest and you obviously dispatched yourself with a plum. so you you sir are the winner so i don't want to bury the lead like richard did no, I'm, gonna, no. I'm gonna say that you are what and are you blind but, uh, what are you talking about oh have my god ever, have you ever have you ever judged where's this dirt before? how are you kicking dirt on my legs <laughs> We have he dirt brought, in our studio. He, he brought his own dirt <laughs> he in. Own he emptied studio. it out, then kicked well, it all over Jeff. But I do think, Sa, maybe you had the biggest perspective when it came to um, your choices, and that's why I award you the winner. But I'm going to talk about these other guys. So I think Michael, very frequently in Mount Rushmore, has an individualist attitude towards it. His choices, uh, really, and his choices really echoed that. Bunting, uh, the individual uh, in a very small way impacting the team, obnoxious team names. Well, that was something that you both chose. Um, the individual guy who ruins everything for everybody. And then that individual moving on to another city and joining kickball and a way to, to, uh, to expand your life as an individual. Richard had kind of the ages of man uh, from a Shakespearean standpoint or um, poetic standpoint, and it went through all those those uh, kind of timelines. You know, I started on four legs. Yeah, so yeah. Legs. <laughs> <laughs> but just the idea of uh, your first good kick, uh, making friends, losing those friends through breakups, injuries, which of course lead to fatalities, which lead to uh, uh, all those uh, kickball funerals that we attend every week. And then, Sa, I felt like your theme was always about community. It's about how we kickball brings people together. Um, team names, you know, we're, we're uniting under this flag that we fly that has our team name, Flip Cup, how we're sometimes befuddled the fact that this, this, uh, this game that we played so we could get alcohol poisoning in college has somehow come into these bars and has been played by the adults. Theme nights where we all unite under um, our costumes and things like that. And then your role, which I think you've obviously done well because you uh, have done it successfully as a league rep and how challenging you and Michael uh, say it is. I don't hardly believe it, but you say it's challenging to be a league rep so, <laughs> and, and ward over this community and make sure that everybody is pretty much taken care of. So, um, But the, specifically the choices. Um, Saw, I really love your choice of um, uh, theme nights because it resonates big time with me. It was always... Um, such a fun thing to see people out of their kickball clothes and oh yeah and (laughs) in a pirate costume or something like that um and then i thought it was really actually just fun is that your befuddlement that flip cup uh came uh from college and then landed on the the folding tables of of kickball so uh saw got two of the points um richard your first good kick, that was just such an emotional and uh, a very visceral feel for me because I remember how much I, as a grown-ass man, felt born again when you have a, a raising kick. You suddenly feel like a hero. And to round things off, it's something that I think we all agree with. because uh, And that uh, was Michael's point. Join kickball. We talked about the idiosyncrasies of kickball and how challenging it can be or how um, there are some aspects of it that, like life, we don't enjoy. But we all agree, it's a great sport. It's a great way to meet people. And it's a, like Sa said, it's a great way to be a part of a community. So um, join kickball. So Richard got one. Michael got one. Sa you got two. That made you the winner of this Mount Rushmore of Uh-oh. adult kickball. Boom! And as winner, you get to go on to Founders' Cup, I think.
3: The Founders' Cup of Rush- Mount Rushmore. Of Mount Rushmore.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's right.
3: I'll be, in, I'll be in the fun
0: games. Oh, the of, fun games. Okay. Yeah, I'll be in the fun games of well, you, Mount Rushmore. I'll be...
3: Dressed up as a, as a clown from <laughs> just from the waist up, buck naked,
0: hands off. Hands okay, off. I love it.
1: I was going to say, anybody who's interested in checking out what this crazy community we talked about is, you can definitely go to clubwaka.com. That's W-A-K-A, clubwaka.com. You can find us also on social media, uh, Instagram, hashtag clubwaka, as well as on Facebook, clubwaka. Check it out. Let's see See what it's all about. Make some new friends and make some amazing memories. And maybe one day you yourself can be on the Mount Rushmore of kickball. All
0: right. So this has been the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. Don't argue with me. I'm the umpire here. You can't (laughs) argue with me. I'm not Michael. (laughs) Look, there was Ty Goes to the runner.